For the first time in the history of Jake's Take, we have an episode hosted by the one, the only Christy. The one who mentions who heard it here first, all the predictions, all the Jimbo sass and roasting is finally hosting her first episode. I couldn't be here because I had a very busy night, but please join me in as Christy for the first time takes it away and does Christy's Corner episode, or as she's calling it, Christy's episode. As always, the floor is yours, Christy. Welcome back to another episode. And here I usually say, welcome back to another episode of Christy's Corner. It is still Christy's Corner, but it is also my first solo episode for Jake's Take. So I hope I can do Jake justice and fill in his shoes on this episode. So the first story we're going to cover is Michigan. I feel like Michigan is having maybe one of their best seasons and it's being covered by all kinds of scandals. So first we had the Jim Harbaugh saga with the cheeseburgers and all the recruiting scandal that happened. And now Michigan's back in the news for a sign stealing investigation. So this comes as news broke a week ago that the NCAA is investigating Michigan and they're investigating them for some signal stealing. Now this reportedly happened from a staff member named Connor Stallions. He is, I think, hired at Michigan as an analyst. Um, He's kind of one of their lower level staff members, but he bought multiple tickets to games against other Big Ten teams and had sort of an elaborate system of sign stealing. So if he himself did not attend the game, there's video evidence of people sitting in these seats that he bought tickets for recording the game on electronic devices, whether it be phones or tablets, which is illegal in the world of the NCAA. So there is an external investigation that sort of led to the NCAA investigating, and it has obtained computer drives from coaches and specifically from Connor Stallions. So there's also record of Stallions buying tickets to college football playoff contention games or contenders. There is record of him buying tickets to the 2021 and 2022 SEC title games. Um, The tickets were all purchased on secondary markets, but he did leave a paper trail, so it was really easy for investigators to find him. Um, They discovered that the scheme found records that indicated Michigan planned to send scouts to more than 40 games, which would feature 10 opponents. So this is just really tricky. And a lot of people are asking, how can this be avoided? And there's really a simple answer. And I think most coaches have said this. It was on the Pat McAfee show and he was talking to Nick Saban, basically getting headphones in the helmets. Now, the reason this has not been done is because of funds. And this is kind of what Nick Saban was saying. You know, the big teams, the Power Five conferences can afford 
to get these get this kind of technology in their headphones or in their helmets but the smaller schools don't have the funds to do this so it's basically if one team can't do it nobody can do it and Nick Saban's thought is that if you're in the Power Five Conference, you should be treated different because you do have the funds, because you do have the ability, because you do have the fan base, and because not that games at smaller schools don't matter. They certainly do, but the games in the Power Five Conference hold a lot more weight. So cheating, I think, is more scandalous in the bigger schools. So I'm sure we're going to hear more about what may happen to Michigan and who knew and who else could have been involved? But another scandal that seems to be rocking the NFL world is with the Falcons and running back Bijan Robinson. Now, as an Alabama fan, you'll probably remember Bijan. Um, and I don't know that this is a, such a big deal as it is playing out to be. And Falcons coach Arthur Smith agrees. So basically, on Sunday night, Bijan Robinson did not play or did not play as much as people would anticipate. And they're saying that he had an illness and it, it was not reported. The NFL has sent investigators to check out why this was. Was it intentionally not reported basically to throw the game? And obviously the Falcons won. So the coach is saying basically uh, the other team should have to prepare for all three running backs that is on the opposing team they shouldn't just be preparing to play against one and expect that player to be the one that plays they're saying they did nothing wrong by sitting him out without saying why and I mean I kind of agree now whether he had an illness or an injury for sure we don't know and I don't think we'll ever know but it does affect a lot of things and the NFL's stance on this is basically the desire to preserve and protect the integrity of the game meaning wagers made on the game things like that hiding an illness to a key player on a fantasy football for money daily fantasy games for money or all kinds of wagers that deal with money but I think think there is an incentive for teams to keep things like this secret so the other team doesn't know who to prepare for so it's really kind of messy and I think it's so messy because there's no black and white rule on this and it it is a very gray area I mean you can get sick you know minutes before a game and maybe you just don't have time to report it to the NFL so I feel like it can go back and forth. I don't know that much is going to come out of this. I think you'll just see more drama, maybe more coaches having a two cents in this. But I don't think we're going to see any kind of um, action taking, taken against Bijan or the Falcons because of this. And I think we have our first official Heard It Here first of the season. I believe it was last episode or last Thursday's episode where I said that I would really like to see Will Levis put in the starter position if Ryan Tannehill is out for the Titans. And I think we may just get our wish. So 
Ryan Tannehill will likely be out with his ankle injury, but we do not have a for sure on that. But we know that Will Levis is being prepared to start for the Sunday game against the Falcons. We could see Malik Willis also. We could see a combination of these quarterbacks, but it does look like, according to Ian Rapoport, who is NFL analyst guy, um, that Will Levis will be the main guy. Um, Mike Vrabel wouldn't confirm this, but based on practices and just things we're seeing, it looks like this is where it's going. Um, you'll remember he was a first round draft pick. Well, he was first round prospect, but he did not get picked till the second round. I really liked him in college. I think he's very consistent. I think he is a good leader on the field, and I don't know much about Malik Willis, so I've always been excited to see what Will Levis can do and if he can kind of make a name for himself and maybe even lead the team. I mean, the Titans aren't having the best of seasons. We know we've talked about trade rumors with a lot of their players. The Eagles have already taken some of their players, so this could be the turnaround that the Titans need. I don't think it's going to turn around their whole season, but it could definitely be something to kickstart them and give them a little fire. Something that a lot of NFL fans can agree on right now is the horrible officiating. We have seen it time and time again, and it feels like it's just getting worse. It seems like the NFL wants to ignore it and not do anything about it. The major issue that is coming because of these bad officiating calls is that the outcome of the game is being decided by refs. We all saw the Eagles versus Tua, basically, but versus Miami. And just the one-sided calls, I'm not sure that I can recall a game where a team had zero penalties when there were clear penalties that should have been called. And we have learned that one of the refs from that game kind of has a bad track record, especially when he was officiating college football. But he also has heavy ties to the Philly area with family being from there and things that are very questionable. So I know a lot of fans are upset about that. Um, but we also saw lots of other examples. In the Steelers-Rams game, the Steelers were leading the Rams 24-17. to There was 2-24 remaining. It was a fourth and one. Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett ran, ran a sneak, and he came up short, very visibly short, but the refs gave him the first down, and it ended the game. And there was plenty of time for the Rams to try and make something happen. Another example was from the Browns win over the Colts. So the refs kind of bailed out Cleveland. So after Indy recovered a fumble, and this was under a minute left, the refs called a phantom illegal contact penalty to basically negate the turnover. So it's just, I think it means more and people pay attention more when it really is impacting the outcome of games. I'm not sure if Roger Goodell has been asked about this or if anything is in place or what's going to happen. But I think it does need to be addressed. And basically the easiest answer, the easiest solution I think we have is you're going to have to make every penalty and every officiating call reviewable. 
because if it's not, we're going to continue having these plays and these chances of these thrown games. You know, we talk about players betting and gambling on games and throwing the game. We've seen it happen, even throwing your season to get the highest draft pick. So what's to say a ref can't throw a game because he has, you know, his own fantasy team. So I definitely think there needs to be changes. What those changes are, I don't know, besides being able to review every penalty. And the last story I want to get into before we have some fun and pick some weekend games is sort of more of a heavy story. And we definitely want to send our thoughts and prayers to Northwestern State. They have canceled the remainder of their season and their coach, Brad Laird, has resigned. This comes on the heels of a death of one of their team players. So... This school is in Louisiana, and their junior safety, Ronnie Caldwell, has lost his life. He died on October 21st from injuries from a gunshot multiple times. His death is under investigation. This is new information. I can imagine what the team is going through right now, what the coach is going through, what his family is going through. So we definitely send our thoughts and prayers to Northwestern State and anybody who is around them or involved in their program. But we are going to end my first solo episode on a happy note, and we're going to talk about some games this weekend and pick some winners. So we'll start with college. Not going to be all Southern teams, not going to be all SEC, just some games I think I might be fun to watch. So the first one is Florida State versus Wake Forest. No, I don't think this is going to be an exciting game. I don't think it's going to be an upset, but I am just mind blown that Florida State is number four and that they are still one of the undefeated teams. So I think Florida State's going to win that game. We have Oklahoma versus Kansas. Oklahoma is number six right now. They're also another undefeated team. It would be really cool to get a blowout here just so Alabama can keep moving up, but I do think Oklahoma is going to take the win there. Of course, we have Georgia-Florida. Obviously, that's a rivalry game. Georgia's still undefeated. You know, this is one I, I, I want to say I could see an upset, and I don't like to see anybody hurt, but Georgia is without Brock Bowers, so they are having to make a lot of changes. So I would expect that game to be a lot closer than most people might think. Um, A big matchup in rankings is Oregon versus Utah. They have the same record. Uh, I think I'm still going to go with Bo Nix and Oregon there. And then we have Tennessee versus Kentucky, also same record, although Kentucky is not ranked. Tennessee is. Um, I think I'll go with Tennessee still in that game. And, of course, it is a bye week for Alabama. They are preparing for LSU the following weekend. For the NFL, we have Tua playing another uh, Alabama quarterback. It's going to be Tua versus Mack. I know Mack is coming off his big win against the Bills, but I just think Tua is too good, so we're going to go with the Dolphins there. Of course, we talked about the Titans game earlier, so we may see Will Levis playing against the Falcons. I think the Falcons have just got too much consistency going on right now to lose that game. 
Panthers versus Texans. So we have Bryce against uh, D'Amico Ryan's coached team. I really, really, really want Bryce to get his first win. Maybe this will be the weekend for it. And I think another game that could be interesting is Eagles versus Commanders. You know, Commanders, right now, they do have a losing record. They're 3-4, and four, but they've really got some fire under them with their new ownership. And it's just a different team all around. So this game might be closer than you would expect. But lots of fun things happening. Lots of crazy stories, I think. Stories we're probably going to be able to update you on some more. And I hope I did Jake proud. He will be back on Tuesday and we will recap everything for you. Bye. But that was going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for the love and support. We could not have grown without y'all. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Jake's Take Podcast or my personal Instagram, Jake'sil14. You can follow Christy on Instagram, TikTok at Marie underscore double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. You're home for all sports in different forms and varieties. And you can find this episode on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're basically on all podcast platforms. Drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share this with your friends. We really appreciate everything that y'all are doing. We are so excited to be back during football season. This is one of the best times of the year and making sure that we bring content to everyone here and keeping y'all engaged. And as always, as always, as always, continue to be great. Be the best version that you can be. Bring smiles into this world. Be a light in this world. The world is still a very scary place and needs our help. And as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.